Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 106. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I am a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam. Journey into mystery. Mm. Journey into mystery. One of my favorite comics that came out on Wednesday of this week. Written by the McElroys, some of my favorite podcasters. I appreciate that. I like that. That's a that's a strong J like name. That. I like that. It was that or jungle action. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, now you spilled it for next time. Adam Jungle Action Tetris. That I also like that. It's Can you that, imagine a, an Adam Tetris action figure now with jungle action? That would be awesome. What actually. is the jungle action that your action figure does? Uh, I imagine that's that would. Not, it's definitely racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. If they're designing an action figure with a white dude in the movie, you know, Kung Fu Grip, this jungle action, what oh, you gonna have no. the white action figure do that's jungle action? Now, with super colonizer abilities. Yeah. Yeah, right. Right. Not so hot. I was just thinking like a safari outfit, but you took it there. No, jungle action. I'm Listen, man, I'm living yeah. in uh, I'm living in 2000. You are living in 2019. You know. That's right. Listen, we've got the, we've, no. we've heard what's going on with the... Yeah, Endgame, Marvel. Oh, uh, I was talking to Tim Apple. He was saying <laughs> yeah. that it might be possible for us to do some different things. Yeah, to commit to to celebrate mm -hmm. those that we've lost during mm -hmm. the snapping. Yeah, uh, I personally heard about uh, what happened, and mm -hmm. you know, I think that we can create some different different things. Maybe I, I know that action figures are a big thing. Yeah, uh, Trump. I I read that uh, forty five yeah. wanted to be in Endgame as one of the Avengers. Yes, I, I tried out for Thanos, and they said no. Yeah. I was like, listen. I'm an amazing leader. People were like, Thanos people, is people not that evil, me. man. Than I'm sorry. You can't be Thanos. Thanos is not that evil. Well, listen, if there's going to be evil, you got to be the best. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, the best. The best of something. Oh, How you doing, man. man? I'm all right. Yeah. It is a fine I, spring day in Philadelphia. Yeah. We made it through the winter. It's warm. The trees are blooming. There's green outside. The sun is shining. Mm -hmm. And Comic Book Junto is back. We out here. You know, this is ep episode 106. But uh, I just counted it before we were just the doing show. the math. And uh, we, the one. we have 146, 147, including this episode to date. Yep. That's how many episodes we have recorded. Mm -hmm. That's uh, So this is 106 in continuity and 147 in dog years. That's, That's right. That is. Yeah. That's right. So we, we out here. We've yeah, done a I'm thing proud or two. Us. That's great. Two of them are really good episodes. Yeah. And 145 <laughs> questions. So the average is, you know, we're working on a questionable our, at best. Our percentages up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what what I've been doing out of a bunch of things, mm -hmm. but what I've been doing is in preparation for Endgame is I've been watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies in chronological order. Okay. Now, of course, there's always a debate on what exactly is chronological and it's funny how the mcu is turning into like a bigger version of, of what's going on with star wars watch yeah. it in this order yeah you know but now you got 22 movies yeah over 11 I years right. I versus think that's right. like something a little different when it comes to star wars mm -hmm. but i will tell you internet if you are interested in doing any prep for avengers endgame i definitely would consider Watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies in chronological order. Now, I'm following what AMC put out as chronological order. Um, you can also check out the Russos on their Instagram. They've been putting out what their chronological order is. They have a different order between slight, AMC and Russos? Slight, a slight difference. Okay. You know, of course, they. I would assume 
to a certain extent that they'd be the authority on it. Mm-hmm. But the slight tweaks that they're doing, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go with the one that. You know, where are you right now? Um, I am currently a little bit ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm watching Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. Yeah. Shane Black, a very important film because it stars. One well, doesn't star. Ellen Brandt, a uh, secondary character, you know, with the short brown hair and she got the... Uh, what what was it called in that movie where people were like burning from the inside? Is it is it? Uh, what's remember? it called? Yeah, yeah. Is it uh, extremis? Off, extremis. Yeah. yeah. So she had that like extremis thing happening to the side of her face. You remember that? Ellen Brandt is Ted Salas's ex wife, Man Thing, and that character. You gonna I, find a way? I will find a way. You gonna find a Praise way? Praise God. And I I remember watching that movie and hearing the name Ellen Brandt. And it was weird. I don't know why they would use that name mm-hmm. because nothing about the character is the same otherwise. Like that character should be in Florida with Ted Salas or, you know, working with AIM because she works with AIM. Mm-hmm. And but then you the know, reason the, the that main her face, character was AIM. That's right. Yeah. And uh, the reason that her face is uh, all burnt up like in that the main, the main villains, in the comic books is because she betrayed Ted Salas. Spoiler, sorry. And turned him into Man Thing, and then Man Thing like grabbed her face and burnt her face. Mm-hmm. And so, in the same way, Ellen Brandt works for AIM in Iron Man Three, and her face got all uh, burned and all that. Yeah, so that's my Man Thing connection mm-hmm. for Iron Man Three. Man Thing minute in the episode. Man Thing minute in the episode. So, podcast within a podcast. So the, here's the order I've done so far. It is Captain America, First Avenger. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. Okay. Then it is. Um, oh, so I, this is kind of like a. Within the story chronological order. Oh yeah, it's not it's as not, opposed to release. Yeah, it's not in, it's not in release order. It's okay. in chronological order. Gotcha. So Captain America: First Avenger, then Captain Marvel. Um, after that, we are going. Um, I'm looking at my list here because I thought I was going to remember it, but I don't remember it. Uh-huh. Um, Iron Man one, Iron Man two, mm-hmm. The Incredible Hulk, Thor, The Avengers, Thor: The Dark World. Gardens of the Galaxy, hmm. Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2, mm-hmm. Iron Man 3. That's where I'm at right now. Gotcha. Afterwards, we got Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Avengers Age of Ultron, Ant-Man, Captain America Civil War, mm-hmm. Black Panther, Spider-Man Homecoming, Doctor Strange, Thor Ragnarok, yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Avengers Infinity War, Endgame. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. All right. Okay. And it's dope because, as I was telling you before... I've seen all of these movies before. I've yeah. seen these movies multiple times. Mm-hmm. But seeing them in chronological order helps me understand what these movies mean, what okay. the stakes are, what mm-hmm. the motivation is. Mm-hmm. Like, why is Thor acting this way? Oh, right. At this point, Tony Stark and Captain America have never met each other. Oh, right. Captain America knows Tony Stark's dad. Tony Stark has only heard stories of Captain America from his dad. Tony yeah. Stark's relationship with his dad is weird. And Tony Stark, this is the guy my dad was going, oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. okay. And you kind of, and when you see them years apart and you see them just sing- singularly. It's easy to get lost on those things. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, I mean, for most of them, it's been six months, eight months, a year, several years in between those releases. Yeah. Right. You said you had different opinions on Thor Ragnarok watching it. More recently. Not Thor Ragnarok, Thor the Dark World. Oh, Thor the Dark World. Oh, okay, yes. all right. So you like Thor Dark World more now that you've watched it within the like tightly curated chronological order, right? Right, because I understand specifically in Thor the Dark World what 
is Thor fussing at Loki about. I see. Yeah. You know, what exactly is this interaction that these two people are having with each other? Yeah. Because I understand that chronologically, Thor the Dark World is coming right out of Avengers. Mm Mm-hmm. He just got the, you know, spoilers for all this stuff, guys. Just got the Space Stone, mm-hmm. which is the Tesseract, mm-hmm. and they just got it back. And Thanos had sent Loki, go get the Tesseract, bring it back to me. I'm going to give you the Mind Stone in the staff. Yeah. I will give you Earth to rule over if which you trade? bring the Tesseract to me. Yeah, that's very nice of him. It's generous trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, all right. I see. Right. I feel like I'm missing out on this because I'm going to see Endgame. Obviously, mm-hmm. I'm going to enjoy seeing Endgame. Right. I'm very excited. But I haven't seen a lot of these movies a second time even. Mm-hmm. Some of them I've, I've only seen the once in the theater. That was it. Uh, some of them I've seen maybe twice, but it's been a minute, right? right. I can't remember the last time I watched Iron Man 3. Um, usually my go-to is I will re-watch Thor Ragnarok mm-hmm. or Winter Soldier. I watch mm-hmm. Winter Soldier over and over again. Yeah. But um, there are a lot of parts that I've been missing. Like I mentioned to you, I watched the first Avengers recently, and I, I couldn't believe how much I loved it again. And yeah. I've forgotten all about the yeah. great stuff in that. Yep. You know? Like, just the, the, the beauty of, of Bruce Banner turning into Hulk in, at that final battle when he right. talks about how he holds on to the anger. He's right. always angry. I'm always angry. Yo! Like... I remember that being killer in the theater and just sort of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. So rewatching it was a treat. It was nice. Yeah. And the thing about that movie specifically, when you've just watched Thor, you yeah. understand why. I mean, again, spoilers for all this stuff, but. When, it's been a while. Yeah. But, you know, when Iron Man and Captain America are on this jet and they're transporting Loki, when Thor shows up, snatches him off the plane and zips away and he's yelling at him, you go, Oh, I know why he's so angry. Yeah. Because last I saw you, you let go of this thing and fell into this abyss. Yeah. We all thought you were dead. Mm-hmm. I am furious at you as your brother. What are you doing? Yeah. Ah, all of that's missed on me. I'm here. I'm going to take over. And you understand, well, Loki's motivation is I found out that I'm a frost giant and I'm not really, Odin's not really my dad. And yeah. that, you're like, oh. Yeah. This movie, it was good already, but now all of these details mm-hmm. make sense. I feel like I need to rewatch the Thor movies in particular because I came down hard on them when they first came out. Especially mm-hmm. the first one and the second one did not impress me. And as time goes on and we see some uh, certain takes on superheroes getting darker or more gritty, mm-hmm. or, and now I'm, it's more refreshing to see a colorful palette and it's more fun and, right. and heroes save people. I feel like I want to give Thor another shot because now in 2019, I bet I would be far more happy with the product. Because I, I, you know, movies like Shazam, I watch Shazam and yeah. I, I can't say whether or not I really would have loved Shazam in 2010 because i've probably been like all right corny show me what else you got Mm -hmm. but now in 2019 i'm like thank god yeah it's refreshing and i I think shazam actually kind of has a lot in common with the first thor movie because you know it's kind of goofy and that that's good it is yeah it is kind of like we have almost this you As know, guardians going to Earth, and they don't know what these things yeah. are. And that's kind of like the whole this thing. This drink is amazing. Another smash. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, come on. Like, that kind of thing now is like, 
all right, bro. Seen it. But it's funny how that was what it is, and it kind of got darker, and then you get Thor Ragnarok, and you're like, oh, man, this is so funny. Yeah. I have recognized in watching these movies over again, there was a tone in the beginning of these movies, and then as they start moving, you start seeing more personality mm. happen to them, more uniqueness. Mm-hmm. And I recognize right around Guardians of the Galaxy is where you start to go, whoa, this guy's got an opinion. Yeah. You know, these movies are different than Captain America First Avenger, which is kind of like... You know, it's a very by the book, by the comic book iteration mm-hmm. of of the character. And from from what I understand, that was by the same guy who did the Rocketeer. Yeah, which makes sense. Very similar. It's like the Rocketeer. Yeah. So it's fun. It's yeah. fun stuff. I'm looking forward to watching all of these movies and going right into Endgame, being like, I'm ready. That's dope. It's not too late for you, Adam. Uh, I well, we'll see. We shall see. But Endgame is coming out very soon. We uh, are fortunate enough to be able to see it a couple days in advance. Mm-hmm. So we are going to enjoy that movie, and then we're going to put together a one-shot and share all of our thoughts with y'all. Yep. Three hours and two minutes. That's right. Which is why I have invented... No, intermi- no intermissions. The, the Marvel-sanctioned official Avengers in-game P-Cup. You inked the deal? Uh, it's, it's I'm working on it. Okay. I have my people reach out to their people, and they haven't responded. Well, so we're still waiting. Kevin okay. Feige, I know you're busy right now with that Disney Plus thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit me up. Right. Because I sent you a contract. I just need you to sign that. Yeah, just sign it and send it back. Just sign that. I'm saying whoever makes that merchandise, come on, three hours and two minutes, whoever makes that merchandise gets it out there before anybody else. I'm just raking it in. Also, I want to point out Disney just money. something for you to consider in the contractual agreement. Yeah. You are advocating that people expose themselves no and utilize no, and no, relieve no, no, no. themselves see, in a public area no see during this is, i can tell movie. that you you haven't read you know my my pitch i haven't because i i just go on based right. off what you said rude but <laughs> I, because if you did you would know that i also have the official marvel license cover yourself up p towel and oh. it's like a like a towel yeah Wow. I thought of everything. Those mm. two things. In all seriousness, though, yeah. what is your preparation for going to see this movie? Dehydrate for 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> my, what is my preparation? You I, do like you're cutting weight for what, to <laughs> try to make weight? Yo. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just, I, I think we've talked about it before. I'm trying not to go in with any foregone conclusions. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have it in my head that it has to be, literally must be, an excellent movie. And I'm trying to even squash that. Just like try as hard as I can mm-hmm. to go in blank if possible. It's hard to do. It's very hard to do. Yeah. do. Are you preparing in any way apart from watching all of the films? Just again? having fun watching all these movies. Yeah. What I, what only thing I'm expecting is that it's something that I didn't think of. I hope. That's what I hope. Sure. If it's something that I figured out from my sofa, mm-hmm. well, it's probably this. Mm-hmm. And I figured it out, I'm going to go, <sighs> oh, you're a smart man. Well, I just still, you guys are smarter than me and, you know, more money and they have different more team and more resources mm-hmm. and, you know, you guys have been doing a great job. I just, I just think that they've created a, an awesome arc, mm-hmm. gave us a great, like, penultimate, oh, oh no, you know, and they, they did it. That's mm-hmm. what a, that's what that's supposed to do. That's what a cliffhanger is supposed to do. Yeah. You know, and I just wanted to be something that I I wasn't able to think of. I don't want to be able to figure it out. And I'm not trying to figure it out. I have, you know, my theories, but I'm keeping them to myself. Um, but yeah, I just want something that is bigger than 
people punching each other. Understood. That's what I want. And also the other thing is there's a real legitimate aspect to where it's like, I need to be hydrated, but I need to use the bathroom before Mm -hmm. because I cannot not watch this movie and Mm -hmm. I also cannot not go to the bathroom. That's right. Yeah. So that's why you got to check out my third product. The official license Avengers Endgame catheter, mm. and that'll you know get you set up. It's deep, extremely uncomfortable, but absolutely you will not have to get up. It's crazy. That's my guarantee. That's kind of how fight. those work. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, since we're on the topic, um, I know that Disney Plus is doing an event right now, and they're showing off some of the things that are coming down the line. They're doing the tweets right now for for their their streaming service. We have a couple of things that we can talk about in really brief detail. Like, we have a logo for the Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show. Oh, okay. That looks really legit. I'm excited about that. We also know that the the show that features Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, and Vision together is called WandaVision. That's, that's what's up. Okay. We also know that Hawkeye is getting a show. And in that Hawkeye show... My girl Kate Bishop is going to be Hawkeye, and Jeremy Renner's going to be in it. So that's cool. I feel like that any movie Jeremy Renner was in always is the premise of the movie, and Jeremy Renner's going to be in it because he's never really the center, you know. Well, did you see what was it? Tag. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tag I did was see fun. Tag. Yeah, Tag was. He fun. was fun in that. Well, even with that, I would be like, oh yeah, Tag is one of these where you know they all play Tag for many years, and Jeremy Renner is in it. Oh, this is the one movie where the aliens come into contact with them and they try to talk to them. And Jeremy Renner is in it. Arrival. That's just every Jeremy yeah, Renner. And Jeremy Renner. Yeah. And Jeremy Renner. Well, he is was in, in the Bourne whatever. Yeah. As, it was just one the of the main characters. <laughs> it was just one of the Bourne movies. And uh, and this is the this is the Bourne with J- Jeremy <laughs> Renner. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So we have a couple of those things: the Star Wars, the Mandalorian TV mm-hmm. show, we, stuff we knew. Yeah, I I'm saying. All of the Star Wars movies are going to be on Disney Plus. They're saying that. Uh, I will become a subscriber right now if you tell me that the pre-edited Star Wars original trilogy is going to be there. That's what I want. The ones you can't get anymore unless you have a laser disc or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. What if they don't have that? You're not going to sign up for this? Well, we shall see. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to sign up because I have a, a youngling. No, that's true. You know what I mean. This and is it. Off, they, they already got you in the bag. Off top, mm-hmm. and that, and I can, and you know, and you know, good and well, I can't blame it all on her. I yeah. mean, I love this stuff too. Sure, but you know, if you tell me you're going to have all the Pixar stuff on there, which they said, all the classic Disney stuff on there, mm-hmm. all the Marvel stuff on there, all the Star Wars stuff on there, mm-hmm, all mm-hmm, these mm-hmm, new mm-hmm. shows, apparently, you know what I mean? Like, that's a big heavyweight, you know, yeah. introduction. And yeah. they have the IP to be able to swagger into the streaming wars and go pull out a chair and have a seat and go, so mm-hmm. we'll take $10 and we'll, most people will go happily. Yeah, sure. Happy to give you 10 bucks. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Disney Plus says- Well, they didn't say how much it was. I'm just, I'm just freestyling. It, yes. It'll probably be around that price point. And that seems right for streaming services. They say they are going to debut with Captain Marvel streaming. Live action Lady of the Tramp. Okay, uh, sure. Live action Lady it, in the Tramp. This right now. Will Smith is that one as the genie. I'm excited about that. Lady in the Tramp? Yeah. He's the genie and Lady in the Tramp? <laughs> what am I thinking about? I don't know. 
All right, look, since we're on the topic, we should talk about Lion King. And I'll pose it like this. There's a trailer for the new Lion King now. Yes. Has Zuri seen the Lion King? She has, you know, at a certain age. Like it has happened in the room yeah, while she's Yeah, at there. a certain age, you watch and don't watch and watch, and you stop and you stand in front of the TV for X amount of time, mm-hmm. and then you run off, or mm-hmm. then you sit on the sofa for a while. You know what I mean? That was going to be my question. When the new one comes out, what will be the first Lion King that she sees? Your daughter will be exposed to the new one or the original? Well, she's already been, ex- the, the original one's already been on. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not that she'll never have seen it before. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking like actively because the trailer came out and I was like, yo, come here. And I brought her over to watch the trailer. Mm-hmm. And what she, was her reaction? She watched it for, you know, little kid attention span and yeah. then she ran off something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is. The and reviews like, are in, I folks. I was like, yo, wait, look at this. And then she's like, I'm out of here. Yeah. You know? What, but, what is your reaction to that trailer coming out? I was not particularly interested in the sense of like, I can't wait to see this because I don't think I've seen Jungle Book. I've not seen no, I didn't see any it. of the Beauty and the Beast, the, the animal-driven animation turned to live action joint. It's just nothing about it made me go. I gotta see this. Yeah. It's just I saw the cartoon. Mm-hmm. So making it live action for me is kind of like two hours of National Geographic talking National Geographic. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like that's really in my that's 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 the that's the that's the summary in my head. Yeah. It's like, the reason I like this is because it's a cartoon. Yeah. Not because it's live action. I think the thing about, I haven't seen Beauty and the Beast. Have I seen any of the live, I don't think I've seen any of the live action animated ones. I don't think I have. Um, but Although I, I've heard some decent things about Dumbo. I haven't seen Dumbo. Have Skip Dumbo, yeah. same deal. It's like, yeah. I'm not in a rush to see that. I'd no. rather watch the cartoon. But so um, given that, are you excited about like, when I saw this trailer? This actually t- took me from I'm going to go see it because Beyonce, Donald Glover, you know, classic, mm-hmm. you know, Darth Vader is in this. Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding, um, but you know, <laughs> I mean, kind of, like, yeah. But you know what I'm saying, like Mufasa and this and that and Scar and Timon and Pumbaa and yeah. when you hear Jordan Peele and Keegan Michael Key and you know you 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 hear the the cast it's mm-hmm. like oh Beyonce I'm it's Nala I'm in yeah you know but when I saw the trailer I was like okay yeah. okay like I'm I can I feel interested in this now this got me excited yeah so I'm in I'm it's, like, it's and I'm gorgeous. also thinking this what is was Zuri gonna be old enough to see this in the theater. I mean, it'll be out in the summertime. Yeah, so I'm trying to think, is she, because she's, she's never gone to the movies before. Oh, word. You know, and I don't know. I actually don't know, because I know some people take their kids to the movies younger, they take them older. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to ask some of my friends with kids, like, what's the age? What's the respectable movie age? I sure. think it's respectable to take them more in the daytime. Of course, you can't take your kid to like a 8 o'clock showing of a movie. It, it, it doesn't stop anybody at the Riverview. In Philadelphia, I've seen uh, countless films in which there was, I don't know, maybe six months, eight month old. No, no. I mean, it's wild in there. It gets wild. I've seen some really like dark and mature films with babies crying in my ear that I thought was, okay. I will tell you this. I am. I hope you liked it, (laughs) baby. (laughs) Speaking of, you know, going to the movies with the people, I am going to see Endgame with the people on opening day. I have to. Yeah. 
I got to go with the people. So you got a ticket as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of which, this is cool transition. End game tickets. Mm-hmm. Did you get an extra ticket on no, your own? I did not. Did I, you try? I didn't even attempt it. Did you see the chaos? I I witnessed it from the sidelines, and it was funny too. Yeah, popcorn. Like this, y'all crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was that Oof. gift. Of, of Michael Jackson eating popcorn. Wow, thriller. this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, Fandango's melting down. They yes. say they've never made more money on one day with their pre-release tickets. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, it was wild. Yeah. Wild web traffic. And on the same day, uh, pop star Carly Rae Jepsen announced she was doing a tour and sold her tickets. And so my timeline was like... Wait, concert Carly tickets? Rae Jepsen? Yeah. And Endgame were like in the same... Same day, released tickets on the same day. Like the same time and my my twitter timeline just imploded you have that many people who care about those things at the same time and yeah your timeline. Man, i guess so okay there's a lot of white people in okay my okay <laughs> i don't sure. know what to say Fair i'm an enough. unabashed carly ray jepson fan i didn't okay. get tickets though i heard that she got snapped away so i didn't think i would go You're like this is a scam <laughs> yeah, I know a she's scam not gonna be there she's not even here come on she's part of the 50 that's gone yeah um i saw the poster she was grayed out listen man <laughs> i I heard that people were reselling their movie, their in-game tickets for hundreds, nay, thousands. Let me just say this slowly. Thousands. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. That's ridiculous. I'm like, how? I don't want to see nothing that bad. Mm -mm. There's nothing. Well, first of all, I don't have that much, you know, frivolous frivolous income. But if I did... If I got a, th- I mean, people got. I saw they had them priced for thousands, multiple thousands. If you if you spend over, if you spend a thousand dollars on a ticket to see Endgame, buy a theater. <laughs> oh yo, you know what yeah. I mean, if you got that money to throw away on one movie, just recreate the movie. Damn yeah. yeah, build a th- take that take that stack or two and build a theater in your house. That's outrageous. Add an addition. That's outrageous. You know, that's crazy. But I do have tickets to see on multiple days. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I I plan on seeing it a second time in the theater. I really hope that I see it a second time. I hope it's good enough, and I want to see it a second time. I did not cop another ticket, so I'll see it with you, and we'll do our thing. And then I will, uh, yeah, I'm just going to watch everybody enjoy it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't talked about this, but I want to stay in Marvel's wheelhouse. Talk to me. James Gunn. Don't talk to me about man thing oh uh, well actually you know what let's talk about it i'm watching yeah. gardens of the galaxy Yo, I, I got you in the trap volume two <laughs> uh-huh right is it volume two or volume one Which volume one, one? the, the first one when they go to see volume Tavon. one yeah. yeah and i see the collector and i'm like is that does, does the collector have man thing in there because there's one of these tubes that have a bunch of like swampy leaves in there and also he has um Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. So I was like, Uh, Octavius, you know that I was in that theater watching Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I couldn't be closer to the screen. And pouring over every detail is that looks, mmm, those look like tropical plants. And I know for a fact that the collector has collected Man-Thing before. And when you hit me up the other day with that screenshot, Mm -hmm. you and I had the exact same wavelength. And that was my brain when I was watching the movie, just searching for Man-Thing in this movie. And then when Howard the Duck showed up at the end, I thought, oh, 
There's a chance. Mm-hmm. And he was in the second film too. Well, so we, know like, Ragnar- we, know, we know in Ragnarok, he was one of the champions up yeah. there, wherever that was. I had Blink and you'll miss it. Man Thing's Head was in Ragnarok. And that was another movie where I was just waiting to see him, especially since his head was up in uh, uh, on the top of the Coliseum. Of the, the champions, like yeah. the totem thing. Since his, his, his head was there, the bust was there, I thought surely he will be in the film somewhere. You know, walking through the hallway or in one of the pens or like... Hanging with Korg. Hanging with Korg. He, he definitely is hanging with Korg. I feel like the two of them are tight. And I just... I, I was watching the film and probably spaced out. Didn't even pay attention to the dialogue or what was happening because I was scrutinizing the screen. Yo, I was so excited, but it hasn't happened yet. We've gotten close. We'll see. We've gotten Howard the Duck close. We've gotten Ellen Brandt close, but we haven't gotten... Man Thing himself. We went out totally off topic. What were we talking about before this? Man Thing. No. We weren't no? talking about Man Thing before this. That's I what was playing in my head. All right. I have a new episode of Man Thing Minute out this week. I've done two this week. Technically three. One of them is a bonus episode. Because it's Man Thing Minute. I can't be doing two minute Man Thing Minutes. Yeah, it's, that goes against the rules. Yeah, but I've been talking about the, the current run of Avengers and the event called War of the Realms. If you're reading Marvel Comics, that's a big event right now. Jason Aaron is writing... War of the Realms, and there was a prophecy in which Man-Thing wields Mjolnir, and I need, to, I need to read these comics, Octavius, so I can find out how this comes to pass. They get my money. They understand. This, this is the business plan. They can charge me whatever, and I'm paying it. Sheesh. Adam, it's going to be okay, man. All right. Your moment will come. You got to have something to look you're for. Pro- you're probably more likely to get it in the Howard the Duck cartoon. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Well, there's what if cartoons coming to Disney Plus. Right. Yeah. Um, you were talking to me about um, uh, uh, James, James Gunn. Gunn. Yeah. So James Gunn got rehired. We didn't get a chance to talk about that. No. Three weeks ago, this happened. And James Gunn, we, we talked about it on this podcast when it happened. He was unceremoniously fired from the production of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 over some some past tweets that were in, uh, you know, like really poor taste. And uh, it was a whole to-do. There was a whole kerfuffle. And he's back. He got hired again. Here we are. And he's going to do Guardians 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to do it after The Suicide, whichever this new Suicide Squad movie is that James Gunn That's right. is going to be directing. So I think it's in 2020-something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and as far as James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, Idris Elba's playing something. He was going to play Deadshot. But now he's not playing Deadshot because they want to leave room for Will Smith to possibly come back. But the guy who's playing Rick Flagg is coming back. Suicide Squad is Amanda, same person who's playing Amanda Waller is coming back. Yeah. But possibly Harley Quinn's going to be there. Oh, she's getting her own flick. But also, maybe, I don't know, what is he just playing? What is it, Golden Panther? Don't What's know. his name? The the character? Oh, Bronze Tiger. Bronze Tiger, sorry. Golden Panther sounded like a promotion. What is he playing? Bronze Tiger? I don't yeah. know. You know what I mean? What's the I deal? I want to know if Killer Croc comes back. They better not make you just know Killer Croc. I know that. E-T. Nah. <laughs> you got to get this boy out of here. We can't do nothing like that. Uh, yeah, so, you know. Yeah. Suicide Squad is getting the Spider-Man treatment. It, what's, what's the Spider-Man treatment? Spider-Man is one of the only characters that I can think of where they, they so rapidly not just come out with sequels, but just straight reboot the character and the franchise. Mm. And Suicide Squad is getting that too, apparently. Because I've read that Suicide Squad 2 is not going to be a sequel after all. Right. But just like a redo, a reimagine. They're like, psych, 
My bad. Here we go. Here we go. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Let me try again. Okay. A movie came out. Hold on, I wasn't ready. Two years ago, two and a half years ago. Yeah, I feel like we just we just saw it. We did. I saw the movie in 4D. I got my body rocked by Suicide Squad. You saw it in oh what um, remember that? By the way, speaking of uh 4DX, mm. the good old King of Prussia IMAX, word on the street is oh oh our, our friend of the show, friend of the pod, uh, Chuck Styles, was yeah. out in King of Prussia watching the movie with the fam. He reports back to me and says, They got 4DX. Octavius, guess what I saw in the hallway? <laughs> 4DX chairs up and down the wall. I was like, what? They were installing the 4DX chairs? So apparently yeah. the King of Prussia <laughs> IMAX 3D movie theater, whatever, uh-huh. will also soon be having 4DX. Folks, it's a scam. Don't do it. Come on, Adam. You get you. I gotta have the experience at least one time. Look, we were just talking about this, so go back into the catalog of comic what book were we just talking about? We're just talking about how many episodes we have. Right. Go back into our dense catalog, 147 episodes. Just listen you, to all of them. It's in find, there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You. Yeah. Do what the Russo brothers and AMC tell you. Just do the whole thing. Right. Before Endgame comes. Watch out. them all. But you want to listen to our episode, our one shot on Suicide Squad, in which I regale you. About my experience getting my butt punched and sprayed with mist every time <laughs> Killer Croc went into the water, yo. Like every time. Ah. Oh, man. Just wear your contacts. Yeah. <laughs> I was rubbing my eyes. I'm like, what? They, like, what are you question. doing? Did you actually feel wetness on yes. your body? <laughs> yes. I, I, they, sprayed, they actually made your body wet. They sprayed it didn't tell you that. My face <laughs> with water. <laughs> drip, drip, drip. I yeah, Yo. it was. It's did outrageous. Did you feel assaulted? Did you feel like? Did yes. You, did you? <laughs> yeah. I would have felt. I would have felt assaulted by the movie if they didn't do those things. That is a bad movie. That it made, was. It's a bad movie that became successful. It was weird. And they got. They have lights in the corner of the room that flash every time there's a gunshot, and you're like having, you know, a photosensitive seizure. <laughs> You know, so you're not gonna see Endgame with the 4DS. Not in four, three hours and two minutes. <laughs> get my body rocked, my butt punched. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. Thanos better not be dipping into no water, splashing up in my face. Absolutely not. That is hilarious. Absolutely not. Yeah, it's a scam. Don't do it. Anyway, anyway uh, we were talking about Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. And how it's just a. Uh, they're going, yo, my bad. I'm going to start over again. All right, here's the seg you. Let's go from Suicide Squad and the depiction of the Joker to our trailer for the new Joker movie. Listen, Arthur. Listen. New Joker trailer. I'm going to start because I already know where Adam's going with this. <laughs> Let me just get mine out the way. All right? I seen it. I liked it. Uh-huh. I got excited about it. Uh-huh. I was like, yo, because we're going to have a couple of these in this episode. There's a couple of situations where Adam is being a curmudgeon. I'm just calling up. it. Messed up. <laughs> and I was like, yo. You assume positive intent. I watched this. Tra- I, I, I have your phone number. <laughs> <laughs> we text me. I know, we, I know your take on this ahead of time. I was like, yo, man. I put the positive in O positive. This right? is the, this, you did true. <laughs> you did. Um, it's like, yo, man, this looks awesome. It's dark. It's freaking weird. It looks disturbing and, you know, like Joaquin mm-hmm. almost looks like his, he's contorting his body. And yeah, yeah. It, it really looks disturbing. Yeah. 
and I watched the trailer and I recognize that I make a lot of faces when I watch stuff. I don't, you know, I can't see me, but I can feel my, I catch myself doing it. I mm-hmm. feel my face twisted up. Mm. And I was watching the trailer and I know I was watching it, just like watching it with that kind of like bothered look on my face because sure. I could feel it. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, this looks like it's going to be disturbing. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I get that. Where are you at? I'm I'm I might not be that different from your take. My it's just <laughs> I have a list of demands. <laughs> That's how it is. It's the second time I almost spit my water out <laughs> today. I got don't do it to me. We're just talking about that. Uh is Killer Croc in here? <laughs> like splash in the face. Who uh, watches BET? I don't know. Well, Boomerang. Boomerang's a good show. Uh I couldn't tell you. Wouldn't know. Yeah. There's a Boomerang character in Captain Boomerang. So it's like Captain Boomerang. Why was he not watching Boomerang? On you know BET? why? Because they thought the the crocodile character is black. Yeah. So you know how we'll let you know that the crocodile character is black? We're gonna have him watch BET. Velour jumpsuit. And phew, carry on. Go back anyway. to as you were saying, so uh, my I, I have a <laughs> I have a list of demands. Right, there are things that I want to see in the movie, which would really make me happy. Mm-hmm. My my reaction to the trailer is I do think it looks cool, and I'm very excited to watch Joaquin Phoenix just play in that space because mm-hmm. I think he's so good for this kind of role. Mm-hmm. The the way that he's pulling his mouth open to smile and then releasing his hands violently mm-hmm. and just snaps back. And the way that... Was that little young Bruce Wayne or just some kid? Uh, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. I, don't, I actually like, don't want to know. I want to let the movie you tell know, me. kind of forces his kid to smile and he's like, ah, dancing. I thought the music was great. I thought the trailer was a master class mm-hmm. in getting me excited for the tone of a movie. Mm-hmm. My, I mean, my, my thing that you know and I've said repeatedly is I don't want an origin story for this character. Mm-hmm. And that leads into Listen, my. You're not the, you're not alone in that, right? A lot of people are like, da, 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 da. don't don't don't. The whole point, part of the character is who knows where this freaking nutso person came from. Yeah, yeah. And I, I I subscribe to that. You know, the real terror of Joker is I don't know where he came from, and I have no idea what he actually wants. He is truly mad, and that's that's why I'm actually a little interested in the fact. That this character's name is Arthur. And so that is already a little bit different from whatever resembles an origin in the comic books. I think you and I both acknowledge the name Jack Napier and whether mm-hmm. or not mm-hmm. Jack Napier is actually the Joker. You know, there's always been a discussion about mm-hmm. the origin, and mm-hmm. that's part of the fun with the character. Right. But the fact that this movie goes out of the way to acknowledge this character as being a man named Arthur. That might lean into something that I want to see. What I would love to see in this movie is an appearance from the Caped Crusader, Batman himself, but it's not Bruce Wayne. And I would love if this movie winks at us and says, this is not the story you know. This is not Gotham you know. Mm -hmm. This is going to have some level of familiarity, but we're also going to take some risks and show you things you haven't seen. Like this is an Earth 2. I think that would be dope. Don't you think? I just think that would be really cool if they do that and they say, we are capable of telling stories in other worlds. DC's got them. And this is not going to rock your understanding of the Joker. Well, Well, the thing is, 
in DC Comics, they have a DC Black label now. That's right. Which is where Batman damned. Is Batman is nude. Batman, the White Knight, mm-hmm. which is, what, not, what, is it the White Knight? Is yeah. It the, uh, what's white, the continuation of? It's the continuation of the original story that yeah. uh, uh, Murphy was doing, Sean Murphy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where they're putting their Elseworld stories. That's right. And I'm totally cool with this being an Elseworld story. Let me have that. I personally see this as a kind of a Logan kind of vibe. Yeah. It's like, if this dude, is this the same guy who did Logan? Is uh, it? No. I don't believe so. Okay. No. Um, that was Tim Miller. Okay. Well, whatever, regardless. The, the the point of what I'm saying is the vibe I got was this guy just wanted to do a really cool story like this. And if I have to use the Joker to get my story off, sure. I'm sorry, Tim Miller did uh Deadpool. Mm-hmm. James Mangold did uh Logan. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who's doing Joker. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah. Um so that's the way I see Joker. It seems like he has a story he wants to tell. And Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. And what did he do before? Uh, that's a great question. I don't know if I'm really familiar with Todd Phillips' work. Uh, well, um, that's what it seems like. Same, similar he did the movie Road Trip back in 2000 with Tom Green. Oh. Starsky and Hutch. Oh. With Owen Wilson. Yeah. Okay. So he's, he worked on Borat. <laughs> he's primarily done comedies. Interesting. Which I think, you know, actually could work in this case because the Joker has that bizarre humor to him. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of the point, right? Yeah. So the the idea that I get from this movie is the one bad bad day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's Mm -hmm. the vibe I get from a person who's maybe not well. Oh, this is the dude who did The Hangover. All of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Which lets you know what he can do with the camera because the hangover is very visually, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the one bad day, you know, all it takes is one bad day. And that's one of the things that the Joker in the comics has kind of played with Batman about. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, bro, you're just as crazy as me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, I think this is my personal take on the Joker. I think that the Joker is like really wants to connect with people. You know what I'm saying? And I oh, think interesting. that. This is his way of connecting. I don't really even know that he wants to kill Batman. I think that in this, in his own, this is now this again. This is not canon. This is my interpretation of years of Batman and the Joker. Mm-hmm. My version of the Joker, at least the way I understand it, I think the Joker is just like he's unwell, and the way that he expresses himself in his unwellness is by going out. And doing these things to the, to the Batman to connect with him. Mm-hmm. Like you've heard him in different situations. He goes, I don't want to kill you. Mm-hmm. That, that'd be no fun. But the Bat, and I think Batman in his Batman, this is just like, you're crazy. And he's kind of like, you're totally, you're not, you're not getting it. It's a game. Yeah. I'm having fun. I'm connecting with you. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Killing Eve. Yeah. You watch it, you up to date with Killing Eve. Yeah. It's a similar relationship that those two characters have. She's calling her her girlfriend. Yeah. Like, she doesn't want to kill her. Yeah. She's enjoying the cat and mouse game. But if she killed her, it'd be like, well, what would I do now? What do I do now? Mm-hmm. So, how does a person like that get like that? A series of unfortunate events. Sure. And if it's the series of unfortunate events that turns into the guy that turns into the guy that does the thing, mm-hmm. I'm down. Yeah. Doesn't and I don't need to see Batman. I'm totally fine. Sure. I, I think this movie has enough working with it, enough style working with it that I am I'm intrigued. You know, my, my, my ears are pricked up. 
So I'm definitely going to see the movie. But like I said, I have a couple of caveats. And it's in October, so. That I'm thinking about. Yeah, so it's going to land just the right time when we're Halloween getting time. spooked out of our heads. Uh, I want to talk about other things that I'm sort of anxious about and sort mm-hmm. of excited about. So a new Joker movie coming out. And we also got news that really excites me about my favorite anime. Oh, yeah. Coming to Netflix <clears throat> in live action. You start this one. Cowboy Bebop is my all-time favorite anime. And yeah. I think a lot of people would say that. Cowboy I Bebop enjoy it a lot. It's on another level. Now, when Netflix announced they were doing a live-action series, I groaned. I got excited. Because I, I feel so connected to the anime, the way it moves, the way it looks, the way it feels, the color. It's just a very specific ba-dum, feeling. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Right? You just it, it clicks into your head and you hear Tank, mm-hmm, the theme song, mm-hmm. and you see I see Spike and the way he moves and the way he fights. I see Faye Valentine's yellow outfit. I see mm-hmm. Jet and his one robot arm and he's pruning his bonsai trees. I see Ein, the super hyper intelligent corgi and edward with her like lack of bones and just kind of waving around is a very anime thing so when they announced it was live action i groaned a bit mm-hmm. now they just released some of the casting information and we have john cho yes playing spike spiegel yes and we got mustafar shakir yes playing jet mm-hmm. daniela pineda playing faye valentine mm-hmm. and alex hassel as vicious. Let's start there. Yo. I was like, yeah. I, I feel all like, the way from Harold and Kumar. Yeah. All the way up to Searching, which was a dope movie. Really super dope. I, yeah, slept I know you on, like that one. Slept on movie last year. I think that was in like my top five or something. My it top was. ten at least. Yeah. Really good in mm-hmm. that. So after seeing him go from Harold, from Harold and Kumar yeah. to, you know, Searching and really seeing him act Really seeing him be dramatic and emotional and angry and frustrated and sad and worried and scared. You know what I mean? That range of emotions in mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And when I heard he was playing Spike, I was like, ooh. And you did write and got an Asian guy. Well, I mean, that's where things break down a little Is bit. Is he not Asian? Am I missing it? There's some questions, right? I mean, here's the thing. When it comes to anime, it, there is a question about who's being presented, right? And then when it comes to presenting an Asian character, well... Cowboy Bebop is a Japanese show. Mm -hmm. So if you want to make the argument that these characters are Japanese in origin, then Spike Spiegel should be Japanese, maybe. But also his name is Spike Spiegel, and it's anime, and so they play with different cultures and presentations with those characters. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of those characters look, what I would say, is white. Mm -hmm. But when you're making a movie, we all know what happens when you play with that Scarlett Johansson that it doesn't it doesn't work because we don't have enough representation. Matt Damon is Spike Spiegel too? Yeah, exactly. So there is an argument and a conversation to be had that I'm I'm present for, I'm looking at online. I will say I think John Show is a great actor and I'm delighted that it's not a white guy playing Spike Spiegel. That's that for me. I'm excited about that. But I'm also present for some of those conversations where people are saying, you can't just sub in any Asian person for a different culture. It ain't the same. They're not interchangeable. Is this what Asian people are saying? I mean, there's some folks are saying. So I can't even say... Are they Asian people? What, what is the... Because I honestly don't know. Their Twitter accounts. Let me say that. Okay. Couldn't even tell you. I, don't, I wonder it's how... A, I think it's just a conversation that is present, that I'm aware of. Not like a flip table uproar. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I I mean, I personally haven't seen a lot of whoa, 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 what are you doing? <clears throat> as far as this yeah. casting, I've seen a lot of excitement. Like, yeah, cool. I've seen excitement. You know, mm-hmm. and um, when it comes to Netflix, and I think they all look awesome too. They like, they all just look like they match the role. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> when it comes to to Netflix and live action. You have a beef with live action, period. I do. For this. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because Cowboy Bebop, for me, is the pinnacle of anime, which means it's, uh, it's, it's an important example of what anime can do. And it being anime is not a coincidence. They elevate each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, making that live action, I think, is an attempt to make it more mainstream, to expose more people to that intellectual property to those characters right we're, we're, we're not and i don't say this in a negative way but it's kind of like hey man if i was sitting on ip yeah. and i knew that the voice of spike spiegel was the, you know what i'm saying why wouldn't i sure. like yeah but the thing is like Let's make it dope. I and, and I appreciate those things, and I'm excited about this casting. It actually really spiked my excitement for it. No, pun very much intended. I was not excited about it until I saw this casting announcement. But I still have reservations. I'm, I'm not hype on anime turning into live action. Usually, it doesn't pan out well. Netflix did this, did this with the Death Note TV show. Yikes. And, like, I've seen... Who's, do we know who's directing it? Do we know who's anything who's the showrunner can we reference anything they've done in the past yeah we can do a little bit of that i I wonder because the thing about here's here's the thing Mm -hmm. because cowboy bebop is what it is the way it looks plays a huge role in it i totally get it the Mm -hmm. way that everything to down to the way the ships move Mm -hmm. and you know what i mean so if they kind of like cardboard cut out you know what i mean this you know what i mean well, not literally but you know what i'm oh, saying yeah for sure like if they skimp on the budget this is gonna suck or they skimp on like the necessary imagination yeah but mm-hmm. if they put the same energy in th- like okay if they if they loot cage this mm-hmm. you can't you can't right you can't do that right. you know you can't give me jessica jones like we got to go outer space mm-hmm. you know what i mean you got to because that's where this freaking show takes place it yeah. takes place on you know on the ship on going planets, through different planets and different systems in and, different places and all yeah. that kind of stuff like there's a whole episode that takes place which is a big old space fight yeah you know what i mean in ships and i think and this is stuff that netflix obviously has the budget to do yeah question is are they gonna do it and they've I've, done they've you know if they can do what's the not the oa what's the one where the guy is in different bodies oh you're talking about the um yeah the kind yeah, of yeah. cyberpunk thing. yeah I, I don't remember i didn't actually watch that entire Me either one, but but uh that was the one where it was based on a book and i think they're doing a second season for it as well um but it, it was kind of a ghost in the shell sort of altered carbon yes that. um and you know i i would argue that it's not just the budget i i am a person who did not like the watchmen live action movie and you know Zack snyder had the budget mm-hmm. and it looked excellent and it was produced well, and it was very expensive. But it, it was for me lacking its soul. Just and the, the 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 artistic opinion, yeah. the expression. Like I got I, I I see your thing, mm-hmm. and I have a opinion about how to interpret that thing, keep mm-hmm. the spirit of that thing, but also use a different medium. Mm-hmm. I don't want to leave 
the origin, original tone and, and sauce of this yeah. and just kind of go, thanks, I'll take Spike Spiegel and I'm going to go over here and just make something that's like, what, this is, what is this? Yeah. Do you think outside of Scarlett Johansson, Ghost in the Shell was still Ghost in the Shell? That's a good question. Uh, I think Scarlett Johansson was definitely uh, in a flaw that held the entire movie back mm-hmm. from my like my brain's perception of the movie and everything. But the flavor, but of the visually, season, the style, the, of the it. flavor reminded me a lot of the films, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed the way it looked, and I enjoyed the way it moved, mm-hmm. and. Pretty much the one part that stood in the way and blocked my enjoyment was that casting. Right. That, that, and it wasn't even, this is a weird statement to make, but it wasn't even Scarlett Johansson. It was knowing that someone thought she was the one. Mm-hmm. It was knowing that decision was made and that decision was wrong, in my opinion. So uh, my, my optimistic outlook on Cowboy Bebop and things like this where I feel a little anxious about an animated thing being translated into live action. I feel you. Is like this. The best <sighs> possible scenario, Ak, the best possible scenario is this can be an extremely good cover. Mm-hmm. Just like you hear a cover of a song and you're right. like, hey. He killed it. Yeah. You, you reimagined it. You understood it. And you took it in a different direction. You right. did a different thing. This best possible scenario, this can be an excellent cover. And I hope it is. I really do. Mm-hmm. But. I also hope that people will watch it and be led back to the original anime because it is a masterpiece. I'm rewatching it right now. I'll go home. I'll watch. I think I'm on episode five. I'll rewatch like two episodes a night. Golly, it's just brilliant. You know what you just remind me of? Hmm. You know what I'm rewatching? What's this? Key and Peele. Yeah. Freaking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great thing to watch at the end. Because I don't like watching heavy stuff at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah. just something that's cool to put on in the background that you know you've seen already. And you can kind of just keep look, keep an eye on it and get a good laugh. Mm-hmm. Those are so, I, so funny. Yeah. So hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. Bebop is like that for me. It's the thing that I can put on. I pay attention and I reward it. I don't need to because I've seen it so many countless times. And it's all right. But yeah, it's a, it's a great treat at the end of the night. We don't have a release date. We also don't know who's playing the dog. That's what I want to know. Who's playing Ayn? <laughs> do you think they're gonna they're gonna have a real live action dog? And they'll see, they'll do a little CGI action here and there, probably. Yeah, most likely. We might have like a uh, uh, flurkin kind of situation where you got the goose, the cat, and Captain mm-hmm. Marvel, but sometimes CG sort of thing. Let's keep keep going with these trailers here. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Watched Quint- it. Quentin Tarantino's new joint. Uh-huh. What are your thoughts? Very excited to see those two in a movie. Uh, we have uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. and who else is Brad Pitt. And Brad Pitt. The guy who was playing Bruce Lee really did a good job. I kill you, I go to jail. I was like, yo, like that's like, mm-hmm. that's, and, and the whole trailer, I was kind of like, what is this movie? But when I saw that part when he was playing Bruce Lee and I thought like all that, I was yeah. like, oh, okay, this yeah. is now all right, now I now I kind of I don't understand, but that grounded it enough Very to much make me go, okay. Yeah. That's what this is. Yeah, we don't really know what the conceit is. Like you know, it's about a, an actor and a stunt man. Mm-hmm. And they're supposed to be the same person. I'm sure it's kind of like they put up with one another. And uh, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. Really hoping that the uh, uh, the famous Tarantino N word count is down on this one because Hateful Eight had me feeling exhausted with how Fam. ooh 
Hateful Eight huh? actually did have an intermission. Yes. Like the lights came up, the yeah. screen They played music off. and you went and you left and you came back. What was that, like three and a half, almost four hours? Yo. Yikes. Very long. That was one of our first episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else do we have to talk about here? What else is on our list? Well, the only other thing that I can think of that I do want to talk about is Zack Aquaman 2? No. Shazam 2? Well, I do. I, eventually, we have to speak about Shazam. And I think we'll have to get to that sometime. Space Jam 2? Because Shazam, Space Shazam was in Philadelphia <laughs> and clowning around in our septa buses. First of all, and eating our Dino steaks. No, no, no. Ugh. Let's just talk about this real quick. Mm hmm. Spoilers, small, small piece, small, small piece. Spoilers for Shazam, three, two, one. Spoiler walls up. You've been warned. It's your fault, Shazam. Listen, what Philadelphia were they in? Toronto, Philadelphia. Okay. They were running through the six. That's all I got. Because I'm watching this movie and I'm like, where? You know, I blame Drake. Where you get on the train and get off the train and get on, get like, I'm looking like the, the buses, they ain't even the right logo. The colors is all funky. Yeah. What highway is that? I find it hilarious. You know, from this from the sky, anytime Shazam was flying up there and looking down, that's Philly, mm-hmm. right? And they did some cool Philly things, and I, that's cool. Anytime they're on the ground, mm-mm, uh-uh. We don't have no mall. Why are y'all in Home Alone? <laughs> Why are y'all in uh, Kevin McAllister's neighborhood? Yeah, it was these, these huge houses with yeah, the driveway. Yeah, there with Home Alone and I stuff. love the beginning of the movie. As soon as they pull up to this house, someone in the audience is like, uh-uh, where is that? What house is this? Where is that? Where are you? And then when they walk from the house and then got right on the subway, I'm just like, where is this? And he's headed toward 30th Street? What is this? I don't know. It's like, but that that's just a little Philadelphia commentary. We'll talk more about it later, Shazam but that was, was funny. Shazam was delightful. But, yes. But uh, if you if you have an eye for these things, and I'm sure so many people Most people in, don't because they don't live in Philadelphia. But if you know, if you live in New York or, or like LA or Chicago, you probably have this experience all the time. You're like, Where, this never happened here? But no. it's But that, in no way, shape, or form do I want to communicate that I'm saying it's a bad movie. No. I had so much fun in that movie. I enjoyed it. Very fun. Very fun movie to watch. Mm-hmm. That was just like a funny thing that Adam and I were like sitting next to each other going what is mm-hmm. where does he live what is the nine doing on the highway <laughs> fourth of wall on my ass you're going the wrong way but then again I'm like well except the so it's possible no it's possible they lose their way from time to time yeah they lose their way from time to time they couldn't use the SEPTA logo even I, that's what Whoa, I was wondering. What was that? Like, what is this logo you're doing? I don't know. Maybe something was like, yo, let me hold something. <laughs> I'm sure. You want to use the logo? Let me get a couple of dollars. Yeah. I'm like, right. nah, man, we'll just have one of I'm our interns close my redesign eyes. it. I'm close my eyes, okay? I'm going to say Shazam, and there better be a stack in my hand. And that's what Septa said, and yeah, they didn't get it. And they were like, Shazam, and it was disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go watch Shazam. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, I wanted to talk about Zack Snyder and his uh, his conversation on Batman killing people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's read the quote. We got. Do we have the quote here? Uh, what do we got? I think so. I got a couple of things that I was looking at. This was from a little while ago, so uh, excuse if this conversation was had. But uh, Zack Snyder was part of a screening, I think, of Watchmen or Ultimate Batman v Superman. I, I don't know which it was, but it was at one of his movies, and there was a panel after the movie, and he was doing a Q and A kind of thing. And Zack Snyder uh, started speaking on people's critique or offense that they take to the idea that Batman kills people. Because in Zack Snyder's movies, and Batman v Superman in particular, we see... At a recent Q&A following a screening of Watchmen. Okay. 
Uh, so we see Batman murking people, and we've talked about it at length on the show and throughout pop culture. And so what we have is Zack Snyder, the guy who told that story, and have his Batman kill people, say the following. You got the quote? I do. Someone says to me, Batman killed the guy. I'm like, fuck, really? Wake the fuck up. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm saying. Once you've lost your virginity to this fucking movie, and then you come and say something, say to me something like, my superhero wouldn't do that. I'm like, are you serious? I'm down the fucking road on that. Oh, my God. It's a cool point of view to be like, my heroes are still innocent. My heroes didn't fucking lie, in Amer lie to America. My heroes didn't embezzle money from their corporations. My heroes didn't commit any atrocities. That's cool, but you're living in a fucking dream world. Oh, my God. End quote. All, all cursing was actually a part of the quote. And every time in the video footage, every time he would say one of these things, audience goes, wow. Yeah, which makes sense. They're all at a Zack Snyder event watching a Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, you so. go to Quentin Tarantino movie and go, this violence is crazy. Yeah. It's like, you know what this is. Mm -hmm. uh, what are your thoughts? You're the Batman guy around here. Um, What do I think about what he's saying? I think that when some... Well, first, first of all, I, I wonder what the conversation is about this because... He also starts talking about Alan Moore. He also starts talking about Watchmen. Mm -hmm. He also started talking about... He compares his movie, Batman v Superman, to Alan Moore's original comic, Watchmen, which right. I, I find laughable, personally, because I did not like BVS. And he said, you know what Watchmen did for comic books, my movie does for comic book movies. Okay. Here's my deal. <clears throat> I will say that I understand some people did not like where Zack Snyder was going with his direction on these movies. Mm -hmm. I get it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. At the same time, I liked Superman, uh, man, I liked Man of Steel. I like Batman v Superman. I especially like the extended version of it. I did not like Justice League. Yeah. That that one jumped when he was the shark. Jokes. That was just. But that also really wasn't. I also understand. I really do understand that that wasn't Zach's vision. Mm -hmm. From everything I've heard, everything I've heard through the grapevine and via the internet streets, Zach did not get a chance to do what he was trying to do. Yeah, he had to leave partway through, and Joss Whedon took over. Right. Yeah. So what we're looking at. From what I understand is like maybe one third, if not maybe half to one third of what he was trying to do and what he was setting up. So we're looking at a piece of a, of a full idea and we're having commentary on it. So I'm really not necessarily trying to comment on what he was saying right away mm -hmm. and just say, I was following you, Man of Steel. I was following you, Batman v Superman. I was following along. I'm like, all right, cool. Where are you going with this? What are you telling me? But then when someone comes in and goes, er, er, and we're just gonna cut, turn the corner, I go, oh, this is trash. Mm -hmm. You know, none sure. of the pay, none of this paid off. And when he's like, there's a, he also told somebody, there's a cut, there's a Snyder cut out there. It's finished. There's a cut out there. Yeah, they've been saying that. And it's like, we're never going to see this. I doubt very seriously. Sure. It's hard to have an opinion on now because. I don't want to see the Snyder cut, by the way. Well, e either way, neither do I at this point because I'm down the road on that. And li literally, <laughs> I'm down the road on it. It's kind of like. Dream world. Yeah. But his point being like, 
if your point in your storytelling was to say Batman would kill somebody, well, Batman has killed somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of in an Elseworlds story, you know, in sure. The Dark Knight. Sure. He did. Yeah, Frank Miller that, had depicted him really messing people up. Right. And he, you know, he literally had a gun. He's like, I'll do it. I, I believe you. Wow. Pow. Like that That whole point he does in the movie of like, I, believe me, I'll do it. He goes, I do believe you. And he shot him. And what that communicates based off of the storytelling is like he's arrived at that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Even the point where, you know, spoilers, he kills the Joker. Mm-hmm. He that's an arrival. That's a that's a culmination. That, so that's not that's not crazy. You know what I mean? Like the whole idea of the Joker pushing you to that point where it's like, "Hey bro, all it takes is a bad day." And Zach going, "Yeah, I want to do the movie about the bad day. Mm-hmm. Like this is what I want to talk about." Yeah, sure. You know, I want to I want to give you more of a ver- and, and I think even though it's kind of it's kind of like He's kind of approaching it in a bru- in a bruiser kind of way. Yeah. He wasn't being very surgical about it. I understand the point he was saying. He's mm-hmm. like, it's a cool, it's a cool take. Mm-hmm. You can have that one. Yeah, sure. Here's mine. Yeah, Superman's gonna break the dude's freaking neck. Yes. You'd break their neck too if you were Superman. What are you gonna just keep punching them out into the space and letting them fly back and punching them out into the space and letting them fly back? Mm. There's a whole book on why doesn't Batman just kill the freaking Joker? Yeah. There's a literal someone's written a book like, is he even being a good superhero? Is Batman literally the worst crime fighter ever if all he does is lock people up and they get out and he locks them up and they get out and he locks them up and they get out? Yeah. Are the villains here because Batman's here or is Batman here because of the So all of the, all of these various stories and takes and philosophies about Batman, it's fair for yeah. Zack Snyder to arrive at Sure. Okay. Yeah. Your Superman, every time he saved a kitten, never crushed a paw, never gets mad, never gets frustrated. Okay. Once you lose your virginity to that concept, mm-hmm. after watching this movie, mm-hmm. then we can move on. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, that's what your heart was. You were trying to walk us down that road. And and basically, Warner Brothers go, no, 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 no. We, we no 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 we don't want to and that's where I go back to Logan that's where I go back to the Joker mm-hmm. Zack Snyder wanted to tell a certain kind of story mm-hmm. but they were like no 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 not with my toys yeah you you got to go do that somewhere else yeah. you can't you can't t- you can't tell that story with this IP because we got too many pajamas and lunchboxes and thermoses I know those are really bad really old references no but I completely understand and you know? honestly that's totally salient because it's like look I'm not going to be printing blood stains on these pajamas you know <laughs> right. and, and it's like right. uh, I'm, I'm not going to be having people going to lunch with their lunchbox and it's got Batman doing a fatality on somebody you yeah. know it's like yeah. they do need to protect the identity the the IP itself the way that people celebrate it. Right. But that being said, Batman has more flexibility with that identity than many. And Batman is the most, is like, I arguably, we've seen everything from Batman 66 to Batman Brave and the Bold cartoon to Batman animated series to the Dark Knight. Ninja Batman. You know what I mean? We can do so many things with Batman. So Batman killing people. It's in the Pantheon. You let Frank Miller do it. It's in the Pantheon. 
And it look, this is this has been a hotly debated subject forever. This is not the first time people have argued, especially comic book fans. It's not the first time people have argued over, yes, Batman kills, or no, he does not. He would never. It's not the first time. Here's what I acknowledge about this scenario. If I were a referee, I'd probably get fed up with getting yelled at all the time, right, by fans. You made a bad call. You did this. You did that. But I have a level of decorum that I need to keep when I'm in public. But the moment I'm at a conference with other referees catharsis. I'm I'm just going to be saying what's on my mind. And the people that are in the room with me are going to understand that too. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the situation that uh, Zack Snyder is in here. People came to see him and his movie. Mm-hmm. These are his people. It's his tribe. So he can just let loose. Yeah. He, he didn't need to have any decorum. He's just letting some steam off. I'm sure he's frustrated that people like myself, as I point to myself, have hit him up on Twitter and said like, Batman would never I'm sure he's frustrated with people telling him that his artistic vision is incorrect. And now he's in this comfortable space where he can say whatever he wants. Right. And everybody applauds and and is aligned with that. Mm -hmm. I completely get that. So he can kind of lose himself. Outside of that context, if you do remove that, you have to forcibly remove that context to understand outrage. Outside of that context... uh, yeah, it's just an asinine thing for you to say you live in a dream world if you think that your superheroes are pure. That's the part. It's just asinine. I think it's it, like, and I think that point was, it's like, yeah. That's, that's right. That's exactly, that's exactly right. We I, are I am, opting I am into a dream here world. here for a dream world. Right. I am not here for reality. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, in, in, but I think... I think there's got to be room for Zack Snyder to be who he is. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? I get it. Like, he, he is who he is, and the people who like that flavor go to him. And there's a thing where it's like, I don't necessarily want Frank Miller to do the reboot of Batman Brave and the Bold. And I'm saying that because that Batman Brave and the Bold versus Batman animated series, you know, those are two different Batman cartoons. Yeah. One is literally like, put it on for kids, and they're going to... Batman team up, pretty much their Batman team up episodes. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And they're meant to be fun and for kids and kind of kitty, you know? Yeah. It's not the same thing. My angle is this if I were Zack Snyder or Zack Snyder's agent or PR person mm-hmm. or something, what I would like, have. Yo, you'd be like, shut up, shut up. Hey, 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 uh, it's Nate. Hey, come on. You want, you want beef? What I would have done is I would have suggested that he explain his vision. For Batman, don't come down on people mm. who disagree. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about what you believe. Right. You made the film. They gave you the budget. They gave you the reins. And they said, play in this sandbox. Tell me what drove your decision making. Say, there's always been a conversation about whether or not Batman does these things, if he's capable of these things. And I'm telling you where I come down on that discussion. I believe he does kill people. Why do I believe that? Because I believe that he has to make decisions that we can't make. And he has to make them fast. And he has to make decisions that he's uncomfortable with. I don't think he draws blood, cracks somebody's neck, takes them away from their family, goes home and loves it. What, what do you know about Batman? He's a dark dude. He has demons. Mm-hmm. He makes these decisions because he knows no one else is capable of doing it. And then he has to live with it. And that is part of the burden of being Batman. And that's what I would say if I were Zack Snyder. I would not call out 
fans of Batman you say once you lose your virginity, yeah, as though like, Whoa. as though they're whack as hell for Whoa. believing that Batman yeah. is you know a justice uh, uh, symbol. So it's that's what but I would want to see. But see, that's the thing. There, there, there is a version of Batman that is. See, that's what I'm saying. There's a take on Batman. I agree. There's a version of Batman that's like, I stand on these principles. Therefore, I must be so good, so calculated, so technical, so mm-hmm. surgical, so so that I can live up to my standards, and that's my superpower. That's right. There's another by there's a and there's people who look at that and go. Nah. Yeah, sure. Not possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, you that that guy lives in the same world where there's a god man from Kryptonite, from Krypton. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. what do you tell me is not possible? And there's another version of like, if we're gonna kind of ground this, and that's what, and that's the thing. That's what Zack Snyder was doing. He was grounding them. He was kind of going or attempting to attempting to ground them and go. Hey man, if there was a real guy from Krypton and this dude was just destroying things and he literally screams, I will never stop. <laughs> and he's about to kill this family in front of you and you, Krypton kid, go, I got a decision to make. Mm-hmm. Do I let this guy just keep destroying things yeah. or do I put a stop to it? I know there's a part of you that goes, well this idealistic version that I live in. And that, and maybe if we want to assume positive intent, what Zack Snyder was doing was saying the way that we actually address what hero heroism looks like is not by creating this false, in his mind, sterile world mm-hmm. where our heroes will never say Hail Hydra. Mm-hmm. Never. It's kind of just like, re- chill out, relax. Okay, if you don't like my take, go read the comics. I'm I'm doing something here. Sure. Let me say maybe there's another way that you're heroic. How do you overcome? How do you come back? How do you do? You know what I mean? Because like the dude, you think about this Batman. This Batman is branding people. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, Batfleck. He was doing some very interesting things. Like he in that fight scene during Batman v Superman, he definitely. Stabbed a guy, yeah, violent. You know what I mean? But that, but that's, but that is a aspect of Batman that I I can relate to. Like Batman is that vicious because part he has to be, but I think maybe someone one take of Batman you don't understand is I think Batman kind of likes it. Mm. Like Batman kind of likes being that violent. There's potential that Batman has the fear that he knows that and he doesn't want to know that. Right. Right. So that's the psychology that, you know, depending on who you write, that's where you get into the Arkham Asylum version of Batman. Right. You know what I mean? This guy, like, so that's my take. That's this, why I, That's why this Batman's not that bothersome to me. Yeah. Because I walk around, I walk away and I'm not, my Batman, I respect the Justice League cartoon Batman, but I think maybe like the, the the head cannon Batman for me, this dude's pretty he's pretty he's not not mentally well. Sure. I all of that conversation about Batman aside, you know, it really boils down to are you on with Zack Snyder's vision or are you off? Me, I'm off. I'm it's, it's not my flavor. Well, well we are down the road on it. We are down the we are way down the road on it. And I didn't like his films, so I don't like his opinions. We're good. I'm I'm I got no problem. What I what I can say uh, uh, easily is as a, the director of these movies and as a person who has created this content 
it behooves you not to shit on your fans. Don't shit on fans mm-hmm. of the character of this space. Just don't do that. Just I, don't do that. I get the feeling that Zach is in a is in a is in a space right now where he's just a vibe I get. I have nothing to base this off of, but he just seems like he's in a space right now where he's kind of just letting it go. I think so too, because I think he he's was creating. Unloading. He was creating a shared universe and an empire of sorts for DC's Mar- uh, their their Marvel equivalent movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And DC has recently seemed to look the other direction. They're like, "Well, we tried it, and let's fold. We're not doing that anymore." Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of work. Hear, that's as, a lot I of filming. Hear, Ezra Miller's not even doing Flash anymore. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, they're dropping like flies. I don't know if you know, but uh, the, that Shazam cameo was supposed to be that guy yeah. from the movie. Yeah. But it didn't work out like that. So um, there's there's a lot at the table to be frustrated with. And he might be in a situation now where he's like, whoo, finally out of this relationship. I can say whatever I want. Right. Gloves off. Fine. And again, context is important. He was in a space where everybody in that room was for that. I assume, I believe. I'm just saying, don't shit on the fans. Even if this is the story you're telling, acknowledge the fact that not everybody wants that story. Just don't shit on fans. Fair enough. That's my take. And if you do, you're going to want to buy my official Marvel Avengers Endgame tarp and and branded diaper set. Because, you know, three hours and two minutes is no joke. So don't shit on yourself Wow! when you see that film. Wow. There's going to be some jaw-dropping moments, and you might just... You know. Draw drop? Draw drop? <laughs> I said jaw. Jaw. Right. What is this dude talking about? Kevin Feige hit me up. Signed that contract. Yeah. Uh, tell me about this uh, Hickman stuff in Marvel, and then we can get out of here. Hickman's working on two new X-Men books. They're coming out in July. House of X is the name of one of them. Powers of X is the name of the other. Mm -hmm. We have no details other than the fact that both of them are a limited series. So we're looking at maybe six issues each. And that's it. Do you think we're going to be confused by every issue of this? Uh, Probably. That's kind of Hickman's style, right? Um, I don't know. He won't be able to do what he normally does because he's only doing six issues. Remains to be seen if he's going to be uh, uh, doing more beyond that. Maybe he'll write other comics for Marvel. Is he back for good or is it just a temporary thing? I don't know. I'll tell you this. I do hope this resets some X-Men stuff because I'm confused. And I am not picking up all 400,000 X-Men books. That yeah, are they went from the no stands. X-Men books to all of the X-Men Every Yo, Domino has three books. Domino has Domino three books? Domino has three books right now. And no shade, Gail Simone is writing Domino and doing a great job with her. And I'm, I'm into it, but just to point out, even characters like Domino's stature, she, she's all over the place. You got so many books, too many books. So I'm hoping this summer, Hickman... Pairs it down, cleans it out, restart new. Mm-hmm. That's my take. Well, uh, breaking news, literally as we are on the show, um, I am looking at Disney Plus is still releasing things. They've just released the first visual of what the UI, the user interface for Disney Plus is going to look like. Um, and they're also saying the Simpsons will be making Disney Plus their exclusive home for streaming starting at launch. And it's going to be $6.99 a month. Where do you see that at? That's one of the more recent tweets. Oh, really? 
Seven oh, bucks. Oh, we got, we, got, we got you live right here, Internet. Yeah, so you got that uh, CBS all-access kind of price point. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's what's okay. up. Okay. Well, there we have it. That's what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, I would pay $7 for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Exactly. And that's what they're planning on, man. They're planning on everyone's going to pay $7. Did they, is there a release date? I don't think so. Not yet. It all starts November 12th. Hey! All right, so it's coming out in the fall. There we go. For more info, click on the link. I'm just going to like narrate me going through this website. Yep, and there's a TV and there's a screen. Da, 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 da. Okay, cool. All right, so... That's that's uh live on the air internet. We've got November twelfth when Disney Plus drops for how much? Six ninety nine. Six ninety nine a month. Are you going to get it, Adam? We're going to look at that. <laughs> We're going to take a look at our finances, crunch some numbers. That's the thing that these shows get you with. Mm. They all the numbers seem like the price of I don't know a coffee less than a sandwich, a yeah. burger at Shake Shack. Yeah, but then you're paying for every streaming service there is. Exactly. All of them. So exactly. So you start to feel like... It's like every one of us has pay-per-view now. It's like we just mm. completely reset. Right. Pull the plug and, and sign the contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago when I, I stopped getting cable and I was like, this is great. And now uh, if I want to get Hulu stuff, I got to pay Hulu, CBS, so I can watch Twilight Zone. I mean, we're all over the place. So, all right. That's it. That's a long show. We're going to wrap it up. That's it? Yep. Thank you for listening to episode 106 of Comic Book Junto. Mm-hmm. Listen, check us out. We got some new merchandise on Cotton Bureau. Looks handsome. I'm going to put a link in the description of this episode. Also, feel free to hit us up. And if you, we're we going to ask you for some money if you feel like it. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com forward slash Comic Book Junto. Leave us messages, leave us thoughts, leave us feelings. Give us your opinion on this episode at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedderus, at Comic Book Junto. Let us know what your thoughts are and your feelings and your opinions and your suggestions and your commentary. Ask us questions using hashtag AskCBJ. And that's what we got. Yeah. Episode 106. My heroes didn't commit any atrocities. It's like, wake up. You're living in a fucking dream world. Disney Plus. (laughs) Dumbo never did anything wrong. (laughs) That's it. We love y'all. Until next time, peace. (laughs)